to the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nash. Today will be a great day. It is going to be a great day. And if it's not, you just need to will it into fucking existence. Man, we have a loaded show today. Week two of the college football season decided to really screw around with the top 25 rankings. The first week of the NFL had some interesting games, some nail biters, and some crazy results. And a kissing, and a kissing your sister moment. Also, I will start a four-segment series on expansion in each league. Now, what I'm, what this is going to be is actually I think it's going to be a three. It's yeah, it's going to be four. So. I decided in creating content during my break, I, cr- I decided what would each league look like if it expanded to 36 teams and what teams would they go for. So, there's some interesting choices in my opinion. Ooh, excuse me. But, we're going to start, obviously, with the NFL. NFL currently has 32 teams. How would divisions look if they expand to 36 teams? Now, the fourth um, episode or segment will be how the divisions look. So you're going to have to wait a couple weeks to find out where we're slotting all these teams. But let's first and foremost talk about the college football season because my god it was crazy it was very crazy now how did I do in my prediction my, my predictions which uh, I posted on uh, the Instagram page I did pretty good uh, out of 38 games I predicted 29 winners. What games did I miss? I had Pittsburgh beating Tennessee. Tennessee won in overtime. I had Virginia beating Illinois. And I believe, and let me pull up the score real quick. If it wants to. All right, here we go. It was a blowout. And I had Boston College being Virginia Tech. And it was a 27-10 victory by Virginia Tech. How did I do in the Sun Belt? <laughs> I did bad. But I'm glad I did bad in, in these games. I missed three games. And that was... Texas A&M losing to Appalachian State 17 to 14 I believe was the score yes I predicted Marshall to lose to Notre Dame Marshall defeated Notre Dame 26-21 I thought there's no way Nebraska's going to lose to Georgia Southern and Georgia Southern won 45 to 42 in which ended Scott Frost's career 
in Nebraska. Yeesh. Looking at other top 25 matchups, I had Wisconsin beating uh, Washington State, uh, Houston beating Texas Tech, and Baylor beating BYU. Those three matchups did not happen. I almost had a fourth if Texas hadn't allowed that field goal with like five seconds left. The Sun Belt with three Power Five victories in the same, well, two Power Fives in Notre Dame in the same weekend. That is what you call kind of crazy. Kind of insane, but not really unexpected. So, right now, let's look at each conference real quick based on standings. Uh, Memphis is leading the American by virtue of a conference win over Navy. Uh, Syracuse and Clemson are currently tied in the Atlantic Division by virtue of conference victories. And Virginia Tech is leading the Coastal by virtue of its defeat of Boston College. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hell is frozen over. Screenshot, go go to whatever app you use to get your sports standings. Screenshot it, put it up there. Kansas, by virtue of defeating West Virginia, is currently leading the Big 12. This will not happen. It will, they will probably lose their next game in their conference game and be in the middle of the pack, but still, it's insane. Penn State and Indiana are currently leading. That was the Big Ten East. And Northwestern, by virtue of beating Nebraska, is leading the Big Ten West. Conference USA is currently being led by Florida Atlantic and North Texas by virtue of conference victories. Uh, BYU and Liberty are the only undefeated teams in the independent ranks right now. Um, Ohio, Miami of Ohio and Akron, the Ohio schools, are currently tied with a 1-1 record. Western Michigan over Ball State gives Western Michigan the lead in the West. Uh, Boise State, by beating New Mexico, leads the Mountain West Mountain Division. And Nevada, with a 2-1 overall record, leads the West. USC, by beating Stanford, is now the uh, leader in the clubhouse of the Pac-12. Kentucky, by beating Florida, is currently leading the SEC East. Arkansas, by beating South Carolina, currently leads the SEC West. Uh, James Madison, Georgia Southern, Marshall, and Coastal Carolina are all 2-0 in the Sun Belt East. South Alabama and Louisiana 2-0 in the Sun Belt West. And Buffalo lost the Holy Cross. Which means we need to be worried about Buffalo if we are Coastal Carolina. who We almost lost to Gardner-Webb, so we can't say anything. But 
so far, two weeks, two crazy results. Who do I think is going to win in week three? Well, you're just going to have to tune, uh, check the uh, Instagram page. I'll have that results up by Thursday. And I think we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what if the NFL had 36 teams. We'll be right back. Alright, before we go back to this episode of the Blind Tag Podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to Mark July for their song, Powerful Rock Next Generation. This is a song being used for this season's intro. You can download this and other royalty-free songs to use on your podcast at pixabay.com. That is P-I-X-A-B-A-Y dot com for all your royalty-free music needs. All right, so, you know, now we got done with the intro a little bit and some current events. Let's talk about expansion because the one thing about um, college football like we did in the um, season premiere episode is realignment really is kicking the NCAA's ass. But... What about pro sports? Now, obviously, the only way it's going to happen is through um, expansion. So, currently, there are 32 teams in the NFL, 30 teams in Major League Baseball, and the NBA, 32 teams in the NHL, and there will be up to 30 teams in the next couple years in the MLS. But, are all the markets good markets so think what we're going to do is we'll go through each league and you know what would be good expansion candidates so what we'll do is first we'll go through each of the you know we'll go we'll start with the NFL and honestly um, that being the most popular league. So, uh, this article is by Yard Barker, saying which cities should get an NFL expansion team. So, what we're going to do is, I think with each league, we're going to move it to 36. Um... I'll make sure. Yeah, so each co- each conference would have 18 teams. So right now, each conference would get two teams. And here's how they um, the, the criteria they use. What's the city's population? Is the city already home to another Big Four or a college football powerhouse? Has the city been home to an NHL franchise? Um. I don't think they list these in order. Um, but honestly, the one uh, NFL city, you know, for possible expansion, excuse me, is San Antonio. 
Now, you're thinking to yourself, well, why San Antonio? Well, they did host the um, Saints for a, a few games during their Katrina year. Um, they're currently the largest city in the um, in the U.S. without a NFL franchise. But you got to remember, you have Dallas, you have Houston. San Antonio was literally somewhere in that triangle. So you'll basically be splitting the fan base a lot more. So do I see San Antonio as a viable option? No. So here's obviously everyone's talking about London. Now, the only reason I see London becoming an expansion team is if they legitimately create a European division. Because there is going to be no way in hell if you are a team that's in the same division as London you literally have to have a bye week you gotta have two bye weeks, right? No, no, no. Have at least one bye week, and it's immediate. It's gonna be immediately after you go to London. Like literally, their schedule is gonna be where a team play. If a team has to travel to London, they get a bye week the next week, and literally London, the London team is gonna to have to have like a U.S. base because there's no way they're going to be flying. Say they have a game in Los Angeles. They're going to fly back to London because they have a 1 o'clock game in Kansas City the next week. Uh Uh-uh. So, logistically, I don't see that happening. The only way I I could see that is if they actually went ahead and NFL Europe, but it would actually be a division or a conference inside the NFL, and their champion gets um, a bid into the NFL playoffs. That's the only way I see it. Uh, Mexico City, on the other hand, you know, it's not really as much of an issue because it is in some of the time, it's in the same time zones as uh, one of the uh, time zones. Excuse me. It's late. Um, But the problem is with that, um, it's it's a problem that the U.S., that Canadian teams have always had. It's the uh, the conversion. So right now, um, one U.S. dollar, this is as of August 9th, one U.S. dollar equals 20 do- uh, 20.26 pesos. So, if you have a contract that pays a million, then that is going to be 20,256,200 pesos. So, it's a good thing, but it's a a bad thing, because obviously, 
uh, it fluctuates. In fact, it's it's kind of leveled out after a kind of a boom period where it got up to 25 pesos for every US dollar. This is around 2020. So, I, I think that would be the, I mean, I could see it, but at the same time, especially if you get us in another situation where we have a pandemic, they're going to have to be based in the U.S. It's going, you know, because of borders. So that's that's the only negative right now. Like four years ago, we would not have thought about that in any way, shape, or form. But we got to think about that now because it it took until October of 2021 before U.S. teams in the NHL were able to go to Canada. So. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, what about Toronto? Toronto is so close to Buffalo. The only way Toronto gets a team is if Buffalo moves to Toronto. I'm just saying. So, if you have any expectations of Toronto getting an NFL team, just worry about just worry about watching the CF, us, the CFL. Um, St. Louis, obviously, because they, they kind of got screwed out of their team. Um... They just got to have good ownership in there that really wants to make it work. I believe the Cronky ownership, once they uh, gain control, really, they were immediately looking to get out. And that's what happened. Uh, let's see. Weather, San Diego, obviously. But once again, got to have a stadium. And any team that goes to San Diego is going to need a stadium. Uh, whatever the field is now, Qualcomm Field. I think that got um, demolished and uh, replaced with a stadium for uh, San Diego State University. So, they don't get a stadium and ownership that wants to be there, then it ain't going to work. Oakland. Um, Honestly, until the Oakland A's situation is settled with their, with the old um, Oakland Coliseum, yeah, no other league is going to touch Oakland with the 10th football, especially the NFL. So, and besides, you're going to have an expansion team in Oakland that's not the Raiders. Mm -mm. That's like sacrilege, honestly. Um, let's see. Montreal um, was a, is an interesting name on this list. Um, now, it, you wouldn't have the same um, issue at, with Toronto to Buffalo than you do uh, Montreal to Buffalo. But, once again... To um, the, well, talking about the U.S. in Mexico, it's the same thing U.S. and Canada. 
if we have a pandemic another pandemic and the, and the borders get closed it's going to be difficult to open back up so which means uh that team's going to become a traveling team basically uh the canadian dollar is currently uh, one U.S. dollar is as of August uh, August tenth. Excuse me, not August 9th. Well, actually, it's August ninth. I, I apologize. Um, is a dollar twenty nine. Um, it bottomed out over a five year period um, early twenty twenty one, and it's wrap. But but it is on the increase. Uh, the five-year high was about 1.45. So they just talk about Vancouver, Ottawa, <laughs> Honolulu. Yeah, right. So honestly, if if I if I was given the magic wand, I'd say yeah, I can pick four new teams to. Um, the, to join the NFL. <sighs> Honestly, I would immediately go St. Louis. Alright. I would do St. Louis, um, San Diego, to be honest. Hmm. I think Oklahoma City would give would give Kansas City and St. Louis a and even Dallas and Houston some um, good rivals. So I'm saying Oklahoma City. And finally, I you know what I'm gonna be I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Mexico City. I will say what the hell. But, with that being said, we'll take a quick break. Alright, so that's how a 36-team NFL would look. But, how did the current day NFL do in week one? Well, it was very, very um, interesting to say the least so uh, first and foremost Thursday night the Bills destroyed the Rams 31-10 spoiling their banner raising ceremony uh, and then let's move on to Sunday the Browns and Panthers the Panthers shit to bed in the first half Baker Mayfield was able to bring them back to a 24-23 lead with about a minute left but the problem was there was a roughing the passer call on Brian Burns that everyone except the referees were like, yeah, that's not roughing the passer. He didn't even touch him, which gave them 15 yards. And next thing you know, they kick a game-winning field goal and the Browns win their first match their first game, opening week game, since 2004. So, I mean, congratulations to them. Um, but there are some things to work on with Carolina, especially 
um, the center to quarterback exchange. There was at least five times where there was a miss snapped. So they definitely got to work on that before next week. The Saints defeated the Falcons on a game-winning field goal. The Bears, in a torrential downpour, basically, defeated the 49ers 19-10. Now let's look. Let's deep dive into this. Trey Lance is the starting quarterback now. It's week one, so obviously there's, there's room for improvement. But when you go 13 for 28 for 164 yards, one interception, and get sacked twice, you have a quarterback rating of 43, a QBR of 43, and a rating of 50.3. And you were the leading rusher. I mean, I, I understand that uh, Elijah Mitchell was out, but even he only had six carries for 41 yards. So, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, at least uh, Trey Lance fumbled once, but he didn't lose the ball. So, at least that's a good thing. So, it's going to be interesting next week. We're going to see what goes on. Uh, the Steelers defeated the Bengals 23-20 in a game that almost ended in a tie. Um, let's see. In the last two seconds of the game, Jamar Chase for my fantasy team. Um, got a touchdown pass, but the extra point was blocked. And then the Ste- the uh, Bengals went down the field. Their regular long snapper is injured, so they have a their their backup long snapper was in. Over snapped Evan uh, the holder. Evan McPherson hit the laces and it careened the ball sharp to the left. Steelers get the ball, drive down the field. Um. Who is uh, Chris Boswell? Kicked it so uh, such a great kick, and then boom hit the upright in a loud boom, like insane. Boswell was able to win it with a game-winning field goal from 53 yards. So the oh. Hold on, let's let's look at it because we have a new quarterback. How did uh, Mr. Trubisky do? 21 from 38, 194, one touchdown, got sacked once, uh, and didn't fumble it. So I had a quarterback rating of 78.2, not bad, but I mean he was almost right at 50% for the QBR, so could be could have been worse. The Eagles, going into halftime, were up 21 to 14, and the Lions outscored the Eagles in the second half, 21 to 14. But it wasn't enough as the Eagles defeated the Lions, 38 to 35. And let's see, Jalen Hurts, 18 for 32, 243 yards. A.J. Brown, though, 10 catches for 155 yards going, hey, Tennessee, fuck you. This is what I, this is how good I am. And, and we'll get to Tennessee in just a moment. 
Um, breaking news, the New England Patriots have finally landed in Miami. The bad news, the game was on Sunday. Um, 20-7 to 7 was the final score. Uh, Mac Jones, 21 for 30. Uh, two, one touchdown, one intercept, interception, sacked twice. Lost a fumble. Now, apparently was injured in the game, uh, but played through it. Tua Tungvaloa, all the, all the stuff talking about him. 23 for 33, 271 touchdown. He did get sacked three times, but has a quarter, had a quarterback rating of 104.4. And Tyreek Hill, another on the fancy team. Eight catches for 94 yards. He had one rush, but he was more more of a receiving threat. He was the leading receiver. Uh, the lone touchdown came from uh, Jalen Waddle, four catches, sixty-nine yards, and a touchdown. And the best dance he does the penguin dance, and then the people in the crowd are waddling like it's it's awesome. Let's see what happens later on in the season. Um, New York Jets. Honoring night, uh, these games were played on September 11th, honoring the 21 and 21st anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Some of the people listening to this may not have been alive or barely alive when that happened. Um, unfortunately, this was not a game they want to remember. As the rate, as Lamar Jackson decided, okay, you're not going to pay me. I'm going to force you to pay me. And how did he do that? 17 for 30, 213 yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick. Um, sacked twice for two yards. Uh, 98.4 quarterback rating. And um, just a spot on Isaiah Likely. He had four targets in his first professional game. Did not catch any of them. It's only week one. And TJ decided to start him in a fantasy league, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about our fantasy league in a minute. Uh, the Commanders overcame two interceptions by Carson Wentz. He ended up throwing four touchdowns to defeat the Jaguars 28-24. to uh, The Colts and the Texans decided to play. Hey, who does not want to win this game? Spoiler alert, they both lost. It ended in a 2020 tie. But here's the crazy thing. They are now leading the division with a tie. <laughs> like that's that's just insane. That is. Oh, which leads me to my next game. The New York football giants defeated the Tennessee Titans 21-20. How? You ask? Very simple. With one minute left. Chris Mirick had a one-yard catch from Daniel Jones, and then Saquon Barkley, in a I believe in the contract year, scored the two-point conversion to seal the game. He also had a four-yard touchdown run. Uh, Daniel Jones, 17 for 21, 188, two touchdowns, one interception, had a 115.9 passer rating. He's in a contract year. 
interesting. The Chiefs decided to um, exploit um, what's his name, Kyler Murray's uh, must study five hours of film a day clause because they destroyed the Cardinals 44 to 21. And Mahomes was like, hmm, all right, we don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Oh, dang. You get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown. The Chargers and the Raiders had another classic game. Chargers won 24-19. And this was despite uh, Devontae Adams going 10 for 141 and a touchdown. Derek Carr 22 for 37. He had two touchdowns on 295 yards, but he did have three interceptions. Um, the Cowboys stunk to bed. Defeat uh, lost to the Buccaneers 19 to three, and then Bronco uh, Bronco Country, let's lose as they lose to the Seattle Seahawks, who everyone was burying. And don't get me wrong, I'm on that list. I'm just saying. A 17-16 win. The $17 million quarterback got beat by a $3.5 million quarterback in Geno Smith. Denver, isn't it? If they don't right the ship now, they're going to have some issues. <clears throat> but, that's week one. How did we do in fantasy now? I have a lot of people from WCCU uh, plus a couple uh, people from my old job. Uh, let's look at it real quick. I unfortunately lost to the one, the only TJ, 125 to 117. I had a couple people shit to bed. Matt defeated uh, Austin 116 to 107. Bennett and Brady had a slugfest, but Bennett overcame Brady's excellent Thursday night to win 149-132. Mason exploded for 160 points, currently the leader in of all the 1-0 teams. When you have A.J. Brown, Brandon Cook, Saquon Barkley with 38 points, uh, A.J. Dillon with 19 points and Tampa Bay's defense had 13. You're going to win some games. Uh, buddy Tom destroyed Ryan. Ryan was projected to get 141. He got 77. Let's look at this. Matt Stafford was projected to have 23 points. He got 3. Derrick Henry only got 8 points. Robert Woods only got 2 and Kansas City defense got four. We're supposed to get seven. And then finally, Jack defeated Ethan 103 to 85. So now, in the Teal division, Bennett, Tom, and TJ are all 1 and 0, whereas Brady, myself, and Ryan are 0 and 1. In the bronze division, Mason, Matt, and Jack are one and zero. Zach, Austin, and Ethan are zero and one. Looking ahead to our matchups next week, I will be taking on Ryan. Bennett will be taking on TJ. 
bat battle with some big wigs. Mason will take on Matt. Tom will take on Brady. Ethan will take on Zach. And Austin will take on Jack. Next week we will talk about... Do we have anyone going 2-0? Do we have anyone going 2-2? Uh, Do we have any upsets? This is fun. But, I think we're going to end the season with a... End the season. <sighs> Gotta love it. No, we're going to end this episode talking about where we are with Major League Baseball. We'll be right back. Where are we at with the major with Major League Baseball? Couple weeks left in the regular season. Uh, first and foremost, let's look at the A uh, American League, the AL East. The Yankees are currently. You know, this is as of two, as of yesterday. Um, the Yankees. Yeah, the Angels. The Yankees are up on Tampa Bay by five and a half games. It was bigger. Uh, uh, the Rays, 79-61, currently a half game ahead of Toronto. Baltimore has fallen off a little bit, but they are still above 500, 73-67. And the Boston Red Sox, 16 games back. They have not been eliminated from the playoffs yet because they are 10 games out of the final wildcard spot. Moving on, moving on down to the Central, uh, the Cleveland Guardians are currently leading the AL Central, three games over the Chicago White Sox. Minnesota Twins are currently five games back, and then Kansas City is 18, Detroit with 21, 21 games back. The only team eliminated from playoff contention in the AL belongs in the AL West. As the Oakland Athletics are currently 40 games. 40 out of first place. First place is the Houston Astros, 91-50. 11 and a half games behind them are the Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, and LA Angels currently tied 30 games back. Looking at the wild card race right now, here would be your matchups. When we look at the rankings, all right. The, the third seed would be the Cleveland Guardians. They would be taking on the Toronto Blue Jays. 
And then four seed Tampa Bay would take on Seattle, Houston, and the Yankees. Excuse me. Are your top two seeds that would be moved straight into the divisional round? Moving on down to the National League, the New York Mets, who had a sizable lead over the Braves, are doing their September magic, and that's not good magic. But they are still ahead. Uh, they are still one and a half games ahead of the Braves. The uh, Philadelphia Phillies, 10 games back of the Mets. Miami, 58 and 83, 30 and a half games. And the Washington Nationals are eliminated from, competi- from playoff contention. Currently, 39 and a half games behind the New York Mets. The NL Central, the Pittsburgh Pirates are 30 games back. They are currently eliminated from playoff contention. The head of the division is the St. Louis Cardinals over the Milwaukee Brewers by eight games. Then the Cubs are currently 24 games back with the Reds a game and a half behind them. The Dodgers are the only team to have officially clinched the playoffs as of 8 p.m. Tuesday. And the reason why is is they're currently 20 and a half games ahead of the San Diego Padres. I'm confused as to why they haven't clinched the NL West yet, but the San Francisco Giants 29 and a half games back, Arizona 31 and the Colorado Rockies 36 and a half. The St. Louis Cardinals, Mets and Dodgers would be the Dodgers would be the one seed. Mets would be the two seed. Oh, I'm sorry. In the AL, Houston one, New, uh, New York two. So the Saint, the LA Dodgers would face the winner of the Atlanta Braves and Philadelphia Phillies matchup, whereas the New York Mets would face the winner of San Diego and St. Louis. So that's that's where we're at. But how how are the minor league teams going? You know, now the ones that I, I have an affinity for the Durham Bulls, the Greensboro Grasshoppers, and the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. All right, so let's go Myrtle Beach Pelicans. They currently are in the last week of their of the regular season. Actually, no. They're currently, you know, playing game one of the league championship series. That that I gotta look at the standings. So uh, Myrtle Beach Pelicans won the first half of the season. Guaranteeing them a playoff berth. Yes, so they are they are facing Columbia. No, Charleston. Excuse me. Um, in the end, with the winner facing the winner of Lynchburg and Fredericksburg to determine who wins the Carolina League. Greensboro Grasshoppers. Their season ended. 
their final game was canceled, probably due to weather. Uh, their final game was a 8-5 defeat to Bowling Green, finishing the season fit, overall 58-70. and um, not a not a good uh, good uh, season, but you know it could have been worse. Uh, the South Atlantic League North Division will come to Brooklyn and Aberdeen. The South will be between Rome and Bowling Green. Now let's go to Triple A and the Durham Bulls. I believe the Durham Bulls are they have two more weeks they're currently starting their uh, weekend or week series with Gwinnett then they have a week series with Norfolk before uh, three three games against Charlotte to end the season their playoffs, whoever wins the North and whoever wins the South will face in a one-game playoff. The winner, let's see, yep. The two division winners will meet in a one-game playoff to determine the league champion on Saturday, October 1st. The winner will play the Pacific Coast League champion on October 2nd to crown the overall AAA national champion. And the Durham Bulls are currently a game and a half up on Jacksonville and Squanton West uh, Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury, excuse me. Um, teams eliminated from the East Race: Rochester, Syracuse, and Charlotte. Right now, Nashville has the West Division by three games. Um, Omaha, Gwinnett. Iowa and Louisville are all eliminated. Um, St. Paul and Memphis could be eliminated by the end of Tuesday. So, so Myrtle Beach has a chance to win. Durham has a chance to win. Greensboro, better luck next year. And also... I want to give a quick shout out and respect to Serena Williams, who has probably played her last tennis match on the on the uh, women's tour uh, in a third round loss. Let me pull up her. She lost to. <clears throat> Jela Tomajanovic. I, I, I butchered that name. I apologize. Um, yeah. She announced in September 22 that she was evolving away from tennis towards other things that are important to her. Announcement: She said she disliked the word retirement, preferred the term evolution. She went on the site growing her family, focusing on her venture capital firm, and spending more time with family as reasons she would be leaving the sport. While she not set an exact time for her goodbye, she stated that she wasn't ready to win Wimbledon, where she lost in the first round, but would try to win in New York. She also consulted with Tiger Woods in her decision. 
So, looking arrivals with uh, Serena, um, Martina Hingis, Jennifer Caparati, uh, uh, Justine Hennen. Um, I can't find where her first name. Maria Sharapova. Um, let me find her career statistics. I want to make sure I, I do it correctly. Um, she has an overall record of 367 and 56, winning 87% of her matches. 23 and 10 in singles Grand Slam finals. Uh, 14 and 0 in doubles finals with her sister uh, Venus. 2 and 2 in mixed doubles with her last win coming in the U.S. Open with Max Mernoy. Merni. Once again, I apologize if I butchered the name. Williams has a record, won a record 13 Grand Slam singles title on hard court. She holds the open era record for most sing women's singles title at the Australian Open with seven and shares with Chris Everett the open era record for most titles won at the US Open with six. She also holds records for the most women's singles matches won at majors with 367. Most singles majors won since turning 30, 10. She's the only tennis player, male or female, to win three of the four Grand Slams at least six times. She is also a five-time winner of the WTA Tour Championships in Singles Division. Here is some of her records. Um, I, I don't... Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. Um... Okay, that, that 367 that I said earlier was in uh, just um, Grand Slams. Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. So, <clears throat> and it's still weird. I believe she made it to the semifinal in uh, uh, 2021. No, I'm sorry. She won it in 2017 being pregnant. So that that's awesome. Um, but I'll be honest, not the biggest tennis fan, uh, but respect when respect is due. Um, really didn't like the... I'm I'm always one of those I, I hate dynasties unless it's uh, unless it's someone I'm attached to or a team I'm attached to. Um, so seeing her and Venus always win or always playing each other was like okay I've seen this story before, but at the end of the day, you if the talent's there and you're winning, it's all that matters. So, congratulations to Serena Williams. If this is your uh, final farewell to the game of tennis, you have left some big shoes to fill. And we'll hope for success in your 
next realm of life. Just don't talk to Tom Brady about advice for retirement. He'll tell you to come back after a month. He will. And then he'll probably sell you a TB12 protein bar. But that being said, I think we'll end, end the episode like that. Um, next week, we will talk about... Let me make sure... I'll pull up. Alright, so we'll talk about Major League Baseball expansion. Now, go ahead. Spoiler alert. Montreal is one of the teams. Um, but where else would I put teams? Um, also talk, you know, talk about week three of college football, week two of the NFL. Um, any other news stories that need to be touched on, we will touch on. And with that being said, my name is Kyle Nash. I'm, oh, um, beginning of October, I will be doing some preview episodes with uh, NHL and NBA. Um, we'll probably do it in, in the same format as I did the NFL and college football. And let's see what happens. But. My name is Kyle Nash. This is the Blind Tag Podcast. We'll see you next week.